Racing Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. Hope you had a great weekend. Today, we are talking about a late era Kinks song called Repetition. And it was released on November 17th, 1986 on the Think Visual album. And uh, there's not a lot written about this period, uh, you know, nowadays. You know, they, they had contemporary reviews. Reviews of this album were mixed. Rolling Stone called the album acceptable and kind of hinted that uh, Ray Davies could do better without the kinks. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there was the argument made on one review um, that there are as many original members of Argent as there are original members of the kinks in the kinks. So what's the point anymore? And then they cited that possibly the sibling rivalry that um, made them great in the early days had worn out its course. I will admit that I um, don't visit this period of their catalog very often. I kind of taper off after give the people what they want and pick and choose a couple songs I'm super familiar with. This song I wasn't super familiar with. So I don't know it super well because I don't go to this album very much. And when I was getting into the kinks um, about 20 years ago now, I was just out of high school and I was working in the music department of a Barnes and Noble and I had ordered a copy of Lola because the only things they had in stock there for the kinks um, were to the bone and a couple greatest hits packages. That was about it. And then every now and then you'd get a random, I changed that. I hope you all know. I changed that for the for that particular store. But I ordered a copy of Lola because I knew that song and I thought, you know what? Uh, I like a bunch of other bands from that era. I'm going to check this out. Fell in love with it. Loved every song on that album. Uh, it still holds up as one of my favorite albums by any band. And then, you know, I gradually pieced things together and um, I started ordering stock so that some of these albums were in stock for the store and made them my, my monthly recommendations and all that kind of stuff. But at that point, um, some of this material was hard to come by. And uh, I don't remember Think Visual really ever popping up. And I would go digging through used, uh, used music stores all over the Bay Area. I would make a day of going to various used music stores and digging through the racks for, for CDs that I was looking for. And the kinks were always, I always went to the K's to, to see what they had in stock. I still do, and I own all the records, but I still do, you know, looking for a bootleg or whatever. And Think Visual was just not ever in the racks. Um, this is not a classic kinks album. This is um, not one, at the point that I'm looking for it, it's, you know, not even 20 years old. So it doesn't have... Um, generations of people buying it and then selling it and buying it and selling it. This has got, you know, two generations maybe of, of kinks fans. And, uh, and it wasn't a huge hit. So I didn't see this a lot. So it did not become, it didn't imprint on me as something that I, I revisit very often. It's the band's first album for MCA records and it was recorded at conch studios. So it still retains the, the kink sound of the era. And I'm here to tell you yet again, 
and I hope this podcast does this for others, that uh, in researching for this this episode, I've come to appreciate another Kinks song that I had generally ignored. And there aren't a ton of Kinks songs that I've ignored, but like I said, this one's not on heavy rotation. Repetition is very simple. And if there's something to be critical about uh, of this era, era, it's that the band starts sounding like a studio band. And I don't mean that like they're um, like exclusive, like they don't tour anymore and they only stay in the studio because there have been great studio bands. What I mean is this, it sounds like session musicians that come in and they're, you know, the best musicians in the world. They come in, they lay down their takes in one take, two takes. It's brilliant. It's good enough. Like Rolling Stone said, it's acceptable. And then they move on to the next song. And it has like this assembly line feel. This song in particular is starting to sound like that studio band feel where uh, the Ray walks in with a song, the guitar player just turns it up to 11 and starts playing and then everything. It's kind of a generic song. That said, it's expertly crafted. There's good guitar uh, leads on it. The background vocals are fantastic on it. I really like when the Kinks really focus on their background vocals. And a lot of this is determined on the lineup because some lineups had better background vocalists than others. Um, But when they get to the bridge, uh, they say it's time to start all over and call it a day, which has got some lovely chords. We can talk about that briefly. Um, Whoops. Starts with like an F to A minor to B flat. It's a nice little uh, breakdown. It kind of moves into a a ballad feel after being a a rocker. But the intro, it's just a G chord to a D chord to an A chord. We've heard this a thousand times before. And there's not even really a riff. They're just playing chord. a G chord at the third fret, a regular open D, a regular open A. Um, And it works, it's fine, but it's not particularly imaginative. And it's something that if I was doing a studio gig, um, this would be the path of least resistance, you know, just play the chords loud. What's cool, or what I, I find interesting about this is the each day's a repetition of the one that's went before, like watching an old movie you can't sit through anymore. Why don't you kick the habit and walk right out that door? The um, the chords, it's, it starts on D. We're in the key of D. Um, your, your, four primary, or your three primary chords in D are D, G, and A. Those are the only chords you see in the verse. Um, and then we get to the, to the bridge here. Each day's a repetition. The one that went before, like watching an old movie, they can't sit through anymore. Why don't you kick the habit and walk right out that door? Um, it's a D major chord, which with the F sharp on top. Then a G major chord, which is your four, uh, with the G on top. An E major chord, which is a five of five. We've talked about this before with a G sharp on top, and then an A back to five with the A on top. So what you've got is this, it sounds, the way he sings, it sounds like they're staying on one chord, basically. 
It sounds like they hit that D. Uh, uh, each day is a repetition of the one that went before, like watching an old movie you can't sit through anymore. Right? It sounds like he's staying on that one chord and that the keyboards are um, ascending independent of that chord. But they're actually, you know, it's basically uh, chromatic movement within the one, four, five of five, five. And they're just highlighting that. And what also highlights it is that the uh, keyboard starts doing triplets. So you've got this. Each day is a repetition of the one that went before, which is a very cool lick. And I would say probably the, uh, the most clever part of this song harmonically. For some reason, it reminds me of John Lennon's Nobody Told Me There'd Be Days Like These. And part of it, I think, is it's a similar chord chord structure. This is in G. Nobody Told Me is in A. So they're close by on the guitar. It's only a step away. Um, and they use kind of basic chords. Uh, but I think it's the vocal delivery. Because Ray sings this one. Uh, in I call it his lazy man vocal delivery. You get up in the morning every single day, right? He's kind of like almost like a Dylan impression, a bad Dylan impression. Um, and John sings, nobody told me, kind of in his fake island. Nobody told me there'd be days like these, right? In his fake island uh, accent. So they're both using affected vocal tech, vocal styling in their song. And the subject matter is... Loosely the same. Uh, John's song is a little bit more nonsensical, where repetition is about the same old thing happening every day. You get up, you have your coffee, you go to work, and it's the same thing every single day. Um, I kind of get the feeling that if John wasn't trying to play it safe when he did the double fantasy sessions, which is what nobody told me came out of, uh, he might have leaned more towards a production style like this. A little bit edgier, a little bit more rock, louder guitars. Um, still in the style of the early to mid '80s, right? It's not it's not a relic of the '60s or '70s. It still sounds fresh and new for its time, but less um, of the pop polish that John had. But listen to those two songs back to back, next to each other, and see if you you hear. It. I can't exactly pinpoint. What what it is that makes me remind that reminds me uh, of that song, but when I do listen to this song, it's very, uh, it's at the very front of my mind that I have this uh, connection to these two tunes. That's about it. I would encourage you to listen to it. Um, we've got the Spotify playlist that you can subscribe to or follow or whatever they call it. You can find it um, at herohabit.com. If you go to the podcast button and click Kinks and Beats Daily, there's all sorts of resources there. There's the episode or the weekly rundowns that we put up every week. And there uh, is the Spotify playlist that gets updated weekly. There are other Kinks and Beatles articles that we've written about over the years of Hero Habit. And there are links. So if you want to email me or leave a voicemail for the podcast. Um, you can find all of that there at herohabit.com. And speaking of calling me, give me a call. On New Year's Day, we are discussing Waterloo Sunset. 
maybe the biggest kink song among fans, the most beloved song, the most universally recognized song. And since that's going to be our first podcast episode of 2020, I would really like to uh, include as many of you as possible. So I'm looking specifically for your thoughts about Waterloo Sunset. So give me a call, 925-784. Uh, nope, that's not it. I was right the first time. I almost just revealed my own phone number. 925-494-1739. Again, 925-494-1739. Give me a call with your thoughts on Waterloo Sunset, and we can include those on the New Year's Day podcast. Beyond that, give me your thoughts and opinions on any Kinks or Beatles song, whether you like it or you hate it or you're indifferent about it, um, and we can play it on future episodes. But I'm really, I really want to get a few voicemails for the Waterloo episode. Tomorrow, when you join me again, we will be talking about a big, big, big Beatles hit and a perfect example of the Lennon-McCartney songwriting partnership. All right. I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. It's not too late. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.